Sister Lisa just invited Pastor Adam up here to preach, so I'm going to preach this morning. And so God has given me something to preach. And um, my wife also sent this to me, I think a couple weeks ago, Brother Marcus, and I wanted to share it in last week's service, but sometimes I overlook things. It's part of my imperfections, I guess. <laughs> Praise God. And last week I got to highlight some of the things that um, the women said who, were, who participated in the uh, women making history service, praise God. If I omitted anyone, it's again, please, my imperfections. It, it's not intentional in any way. I think all of the women who attend Moving River Ministries are absolutely amazing and a blessing from God. Praise the Lord. And uh, I get blessed by you all, I really do. And just your presence, your smile, your greetings, your prayers, praise God. And I know Sister Lois, she is a prayer warrior. And behind the scenes, she is praying for us all, all the time, praise the Lord. And I know some of the other uh, ladies in the church, you take prayer very seriously. And you are constantly in that mindset prayer and thanksgiving. So God bless you and thank you all. Sister Rose, we did miss you last week, praise God, and uh, just recognizing the women who did take part in Women Making History Service. I know you shared some things with us and you were a blessing to us all, praise God. And so we appreciate you being here this morning. And uh, I know I See, and I got a little bit mixed up in the service last week as well because I credited Sister Maxine for giving a praise dance during that service, and I know she was supposed to, but she was not able to be here, praise God. And, but she has blessed us many, many times. Many, many times. With her expression of dance in praise and admiration unto our Lord. So God bless you all once again. And did I omit anybody? Man, praise God. <laughs> I tell y'all what, y'all think pastoring is easy? Try it. <laughs> you got a lot to deal with. Praise God, Sister Lois just said, you got a lot to deal with. Praise the Lord. But you know what? God has called me to do it, and he has equipped me to do it as well. And so I do my best, and I do it with love. I do it with compassion. I do it with passion because that's one of the gifts I believe God has given me, passion. I'm passionate about the things that God has blessed me with and with all the gifts and talents that he has blessed me with. I am passionate about using them for his glory, his honor, and giving him all the praise. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know that some of you are as well. And all of us really need to get there. And none of us have arrived. Praise God. None of us has arrived at our destination. Praise God. Because there's always so much more in Christ. Anybody with me this morning? Always so much more in Christ. Praise God. And so it's good to see this morning, as Sister Lisa already mentioned, Brother Tyler. Praise God. And... Um, it's, it, I just start smiling when I see Tyler. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to see Adam again in church with us. Praise the Lord. 
and Connor's mom is with us. <laughs> and I know she told me her name before. Praise God, but I forget. Amen. And it's not that I have Alzheimer's or anything, but I do forget names. Anybody else ever forget names? All right. <laughs> what is your name? Emily. All right. Praise God. It's good to have you with us, Emily. Praise God. And you know what? I'd like to see, again, the smiles that you bring are a absolute joy. They really are because they really just brighten up everything. When I see you smiling, it lightens my load. It takes the pressure off, praise God. If you're not smiling, I'm thinking something's wrong. What did I say? <laughs> but if you're smiling, I see that you are receiving. It's hard to receive something when you're all closed up and you're wearing a scowl and you're kind of guarded. No smile on your face, but when you let your hands down, you kind of lift your head up, you give a smile, praise God. You give some praise, you throw some praise into the atmosphere. You say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Then I know y'all are with me. Praise God. And I, I appreciate that once again so much. So the title of my message this morning is Full of Care. And my wife sent me this little picture, um, and it said, and I can't even re read it right now because I made it so small. It says now, uh, be careful, because what does it say, the rest of it? Because I can't read it now that I made it so small so it would fit on the paper. Because you might, what? Be careful you'll end up in my sermon. Okay, so that's what it says. Be careful, you'll end up in my sermon. Is that what it says? Be careful, or, you'll yes. or you'll end up in my sermon. And see, it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. But then I took the title from the, for the message from that as well. Because I don't want us to walk around with uh, the attitude of being careful. Because with that, with that, it sounds like a warning. And with and as it's sounding like a warning, then it's like you got to be on pins and needles or you got to uh, make sure all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. You got to be careful what you say to the pastor. You, you know, and I don't want you to think think that way so I titled it full of care full of care because we do need to be mindful and we do need to be full of care our Lord is full of care for us and see he's he doesn't want us just to be careful he wants us to be full of care about the things that we say about the things that we do, about how we think. Be full of care about those things, and your life will be careful. Amen. See, when we're full of care, we will be careful. So that is why I titled the message after that little 
uh, T-shirt, and it's a T-shirt with that caption on it, praise God. <laughs> praise the Lord. My wife says I need that T-shirt. So maybe I need to be careful and full of care. Otherwise, I will end up in my sermon as well, because a lot of times y'all know I preach to myself, don't I? <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> so I just want to... Um, before we take up an offering this morning, I just want to add this part to an introduction to today's service. How many of you like fruit? Raise your hand if you like some type of fruit. Most of us do. And I found this recipe the other day because our daughter-in-law, Sister Karen, gave us all of this, these bags of frozen fruit. And we've been keeping them, these bags of frozen fruit. And so I looked up a recipe for frozen fruit smoothies. Who likes fruit smoothies? Yeah, it is a, one of those summer treats that I just love. Every summer I try and come up with a new drink that my wife and I can try. And then we kind of get uh, acclimated to it. And then we usually drink it a few times during the week. But it has to be something healthy. Praise God. I don't want to, because one summer I got, um, I got real, I'm not going to say addicted, but I got real used to drinking uh, mulates. And everybody, anybody ever drank a mulate? And I'm not going to say where they're from or anything, This, but it was a particular brand of a mulate that I would drink. And the, the one summer I drank way too many of them. And I started looking like a moo-moo. <laughs> I put on some weight that I was like, wow, where did it all come from? And it all came from those moo-lattes. <laughs> and so I vowed never to do that again because I didn't like the effects of it. And so that's why I decided, Sister Charlene, I'm going to drink something healthier. I like cold and uh, good-tasting drinks in the summertime, but I do not want to become a moo-moo. So I'm not going to do that, praise God. But So I looked up this recipe, and I am anxious now to make it, because I do like fruit as well. And if you like the fruit, the part of this message is you got to accept the root. Okay, now I'm going to go a bit spiritual on us. We like the fruit. Anybody like the fruit of the Spirit? Yeah. We got to accept the root. Take it back to the root. What is the root of the fruit? Okay, you got to take it back to the root. If you like the fruit, if you like the fruit of love, you better take it back to the root. And who is the root of love? And that is Jesus. If you like the fruit of peace, you got to take it back to the root. Who is the fruit? Of, who is the root of peace? That is Jesus. If we like the fruit, we got to take it back to the root, accept the root. So um, we're going to be looking at some of those things here in just a little bit. But that was just part of the introduction. And we got to receive the giver before you receive the gift. Receive the giver before you receive the gift. We're going to be having a baptism here, and the baptism is scheduled for May 7th. Okay, so we have set a date for the baptism, and that is May 7th. Is that good with um, Emily? 
All right, praise God. And we don't see Sister Aileen with us, so can you guys make sure that she knows that day? Praise God. All right, Sister Lisa did take care of that as well. Uh, let's see. One other thing I just want to make mention before I get into the Word, just to kind of get you prepared here. And it is a question. Um, if you were asked this question, just think about what your answer would be. What makes you think that you are worthy to enter into heaven? What makes you think that you are worthy to enter into heaven? It's a serious question. We need to know how to answer it. Praise God. So with that, welcome to Moving River Ministries. Praise God. <laughs> All of you that are joining us online, welcome to Moving River Ministries Sunday morning service. We're going to go before the Lord and we're going to take up an offering. Please give unto the Lord as he has richly blessed you. And you, guess what? You can't be God-given. Praise God. So we are thankful for, for what God has given us this day. Brother Marcus, would you come and take up an offering this morning and say a blessing over the offering, please? Praise God. We are missing some this morning that have been here um, for some time, and we not understanding why they I didn't get any messages, but just let's keep them in prayer. Brother Marcus. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> And this morning's message is going to come primarily from the book of Genesis and chapter 1. We're going to take it right back to the beginning. Okay? And this is God being uh, full of care. Brother Greg, they're on this side. What you're looking for is on this side. <clears throat> Praise God. We're going to take it right back to the beginning. Because right back in the beginning is where we find God being full of care for his creation. Amen. And so, um, all right, praise God. At this time, the children can go downstairs with their Sunday school teachers. Praise God. Thank God for the Sunday school teachers. Praise God. Sister Lisa already 
uh, open us up with prayer. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get right into the Word of God here. And I'm just going to read the first few scriptures in the book of Genesis. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And it says there, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Praise God. So day and night, light and darkness. God created the heaven and the earth all in the same day. All in the same day, praise God. He divided the light from the, the darkness and he called the light day and he called the darkness night. That all happened on day one. Amen. Praise God. If you like the fruit, you got to accept the root. Anybody like the light? Anybody like the light? All right. Amen. So you got to take it back to the root. We didn't make the light. Man didn't make the light. As we go throughout these days of creation here, I want us to think about the order because God is a God of order. He truly is a God of order. You know, and sometimes people come to churches like ours and um, our church is a non-denominational church, but we are very much influenced by Pentecost and the apostles and the doctrine that the apostles did teach. Yeah, amen. Amen. And, amen. And that is where we follow the word of God. We just take it right from the Bible. That's what the apostles did. That's what those who walked yeah. with Jesus did. They just followed what Amen. Jesus taught them, praise God, and then God blessed them to write it down so that we would have something yes. that we could follow, praise God. And so they, some people come into our church and they'll see different things. They'll see us baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ. They'll see how we worship and praise God. And they'll feel the joy of the Lord and everything. And then they'll even witness sometimes people speaking in tongues, praise God. And everything that I just said is all in the Bible, all in the Word. But there are certain things that some people will have a problem with. And that is why it's so important to take it right back to the beginning sometimes. And just show so we can see ourselves that God is full of care and he's full of order. Yeah. And there is nothing out of order in the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
So, as again, as we go through these days of creation and we recognize and, and begin to understand God being a God of order, put everything in the order that he did for a certain reason. Can you imagine had the light come later on in creation? Man would have been groping around in the darkness. He wouldn't have known where he was. He, he wouldn't have known what anything really was. Can you imagine trees and vegetation and animals and you're not being able to see any of it? Can you imagine later on, and we're going to read it too, is where God separated the waters. Had he made man first, man would have been drowning. And some of these things we never really even think about or consider. But this is where we get to understand God being a God of order knows what he's doing. Can somebody say amen? And if he knew what he was doing right from the very beginning, does he know what he's doing in our lives today? Amen. amen. Nothing comes as a surprise to God in regards to any of our lives. Amen. Nothing, not one single solitary thing. We think, okay, the doctor says we've come down with this disease or that disease, that pain, that ache. And we think, and then we got to go and run tell, and tell God about it. God already knew about it. But sometimes we'll sit and we'll whine and we'll complain. Instead of giving God the glory and thanking him, we're complaining about our situation. We're complaining about our situation. And is that the kind of praying that God taught us to pray? Is that the prayer of victory? We're informing him like he didn't already know. Yeah. And he already knows. He's a God of order. <laughs> yes, Lord. Praise God. God creates the heaven and the earth. And the heavens refer to everything beyond earth. Beyond earth. Praise God. So we look up. Mm -hmm. Praise God. We look up into the heavens. And we can only see but so far. And it stretches way beyond even our comprehension. Praise God. So we look up into the heavens. Outer space, praise God. The earth is made, but it is not formed in any specific way yet on the first day. Although water is present. And let's go to day number two. And that's beginning with verse number six. Day number two in Genesis chapter one. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Praise God. Day number two. And so now. The dry land begins to appear, right? And God said, let there be a 
firmament in the midst of the waters. Continents come up and, the, and then the waters are separated. And everybody, any, anybody ever looked at a map? And you see all the different oceans surrounding all these different continents, all in the map, all placed strategically by God, separated by God, praise God. God creates the sky. And, and the sky forms a barrier between water upon the surface and the moisture in the air. And at this point, earth has an atmosphere. Praise God. It has never rained. This is all in the separations of God. This is the order that he put things in. Praise God. Can you imagine if man were already created, what man would have to go through? And you talk about complaining. What would his complaints have been then? Oh, God, you don't know what you're doing. You made me here. I'm about drowning. I, I can't swim good. My God. Let's look at day three. As God, God created the skies on day two. The dry land is coming on day three. And God said in verse nine, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. This is where the continents and everything begin to appear. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. Praise God. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb yielding seed, very important that we recognize that. The herb yielding seed, that is a very important part in that particular scripture. And the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself. Upon the earth and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the third day. Everything that God made that was to grow had seed within itself. To continue to grow, to continue to produce more of the same. Is it any wonder? Adam and Eve were created in the beginning, right? And from them, we also learn that in Adam was the seed, in Eve was the seed, and then their seeds together continued to populate the earth. And so, uh, in, in this, in Adam and Eve being able to populate the earth, and God made the earth, the atmosphere and everything, and he made it just right for them to be able to breathe in oxygen. There were but two people. God never made any more oxygen. What is the current figure of the population of the earth today? Anybody know? Anybody know what it used to be? How many? Eight billion people. 
That is correct. Roughly 8 billion people. And God didn't have to create anything else. Isn't that amazing? Can we give God some glory? Can we give him some praise this morning? Amen. See, God is a God of order. God knows what he is doing. We sometimes think, God, what are you doing with my life? Anybody ever thought that other than me? <laughs> Amen. Can we from this day forward just recognize God knows what he's doing? I mean, really believe that he knows what he's doing. Amen. See, right in the beginning, we knew that he was full of care. He created things in the order that it needed to be created in so that everything would be sustainable. Let's look at the next step. Praise God. Day four. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from, dark, from the darkness. And God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So now the stars and all the heavenly bodies and everything gets created. God begins to divide things up in the heavens. Praise God. And <laughs> these things are a mystery unto man. Man tries studying all of these things, praise God, and he tries to then direct our attention to the, all these things that they study, but ain't nobody ever been to these places, really, to really give it any uh, real beneficial knowledge. A lot of the things that we are going to learn in the Word of God we are only going to touch upon the understanding. Why God put all these things there? What is the purpose for all the stars that are up in the heaven? What is the purpose for all the different planets that are there? And I'd love for somebody to really give me an answer to that. That I can say, okay, yeah, now I understand. But I'm just going to trust God that he knows what he is doing. Praise God. They are there for his glory, his honor, and his praise. Do I need to understand everything that happens even in my own life? Sometimes we want to understand things so badly. Lord, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. I don't understand why those stars are up in the sky. I don't understand why you made all those other planets. Mm. 
understand why I'm suffering. I don't understand why my prayers aren't being answered, why you're not saving my family. But can we just trust God that God is God and he has everything in his order and everything is in his control? We ain't got to understand it all. Can we still trust and believe him? Amen. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. None of us. Amen. Amen. We don't have to understand it all. No. Day five. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Yes. How awesome is our God, right? Yes. Amen. Amen. The waters came first, and then the animals in the water came first. Uh -huh. Amen. And those animals, they have the ability to live underwater. Man does not. That's why man couldn't be created in the beginning, on the first day. All of these other things needed the light before they could be created. We all need light to survive. Praise God. God knows what he's doing. God, amen. See, when we begin to just trust God, believe him, take him at his word, we're going to see on the seventh day why God did what he did. Amen. Mm -hmm. But on the fifth day, there's animal life, there's bird life, praise God, everything. I mean, all these animals and everything begin to sing their songs and do what they have been created to do. And in them is the ability now to be fruitful and multiply. Who's ever heard or the question? And it's kind of a silly question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? So if we Look at the word of God. We know the chicken came first. So if anybody ever asks you that question again, don't you be stumped. You take them right to the word of God. You say the chicken, of course. And God gave them the ability to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> on day six, on day six, 
verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping things. Anybody like creeping things? <laughs> it's very hard to find someone who really has an affinity for creeping things. The other day, uh, <laughs> the other day, yesterday, I had to go down into my basement because we've been keeping our rabbit in the basement for the winter time so she wouldn't be exposed to the elements. And uh, so we have a real nice setup for her down there. It's like a little condo. And uh, she's a pampered little rabbit. But there was one of those uh, long, thousand leggers. No, it wasn't a centipede. I don't know what they're called, but they got lots of legs. And they crawl around near basements. They like uh, moist areas. So y'all know what I'm talking about? And there was one of them, and it was rather big, right? And I saw this thing move. I thought it was a mouse at first. But when I looked closer, it was one of those things, and it was rather large. I'm like, wow, but it's scary. And those things don't bite or anything. But don't let one get on you. And they kill very easily, too. You just kind of touch them, and they just kind of squash. But... Um, and I don't really know the purpose of them, if they're a good bug, because I've heard that spiders are good bugs. Anybody like spiders? See, you're hard. See, there's one. But you're hard-pressed to find people that like spiders. But the creeping things, I mean, there was a reason. And so we can complain about the creeping things. Oh, Lord, oh, no, I have these things all over my house. Anybody like maggots? No. no, but there's a reason for them, right? Yes, it is. And other bugs and other animals eat all kinds of other animals. It's the circle of life. Can we just accept that God knows what he's doing with everything that he created? Praise God. And just look at all of creation now and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That is what our attitude needs to be about it. Praise God. And I'm not telling you now to go out and start hugging up spiders and collecting all kind of creeping things and, and bringing them to church. No, keep them at your house. <laughs> I don't need to see your collection. Praise God. But creeping things and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. God said it, and it was so. In verse 25, it says, And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Anybody ever been to the circus? Yes. Okay. And uh, anybody ever been to a zoo? 
And there's all different kind of zoos and there's, uh, you can go and visit these different places and everything. But none of those animals have the ability to catch man and put him in a cage. Amen. None of them. That's right. Those spiders that a certain person in our congregation may like, and if he, they got a spider uh, aquarium or whatever you keep them in, you know, can you imagine if that spider said, okay, now your turn. <laughs> you get in the cage. I'm going to feed you. Can you imagine if any of your animals did that? Okay, um, I'm going on vacation now. The dog says, I'm going to put you in a kennel. <laughs> and when I get back, you better be here. Can you imagine changing places with your cat? No. Mm -hmm. But God gave man dominion over all these things. Amen. I'm with you, Brother Terry. Praise God. That we have dominion, that these things don't have dominion over us. Amen. Has different bugs and things gotten out of control at certain times? Different animals gotten out of control? They've overpopulated a certain area? Aren't you glad that man has the ability to take dominion over that and get them back in order? Amen? Amen. Praise Amen. God. God gave us dominion. Man was the crowning jewel of creation. Amen. Can we give God some praise for that man? You. Praise God. All of us, we were the crowning jewel of creation. God didn't give dominion to anything or any other creature but us. There was an order. There's an order to it. See, God made us in his likeness. He didn't make those other things in his likeness. He didn't make That's those right. other things in his image. That's right. He made us in his image and gave yes, us did. dominion over all these things. There is an order to our God. He is full of care and he put all of these things there for us. Amen. Everything that he created was for us. Amen. He's given us the ability to cross all of these different seas and everything. He's given us the ability to invent and fly airplanes across all of these different places. Praise God. He's given us the ability to take animals and train them and be able to use them for transportation before these other things were even created. Can we give God some praise this morning? Is he worthy? Is he a God that is full of order? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So God created man in verse 27. In his own image and in the image of God created him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Praise God, I uh, do not intend to offend anybody. Amen. But God made a certain order to things. And he told all the animals to be fruitful and multiply. 
and genders, same genders together cannot be fruitful and multiply. Amen. You preach it. Amen. Amen. But God gave, he created male and female and told them to be fruitful and multiply. And verse 28 says, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. In the beginning, everything that God created, every beast and mankind, were herbivores. All we did was eat plants. We need each other. Uh-huh. Praise God. Animals weren't eating man. Man wasn't eating animals. Praise uh-huh. God. It was all about the plants that we would eat. And that's why God made everything so plentiful. Praise God. And there was plenty enough to eat for everybody on the face of the earth. Praise the Lord. And what happened next? And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Praise God. And God declared that it was all good. And on day seven, God rested. Was he tired? He wasn't tired, but God rested because he saw everything that he had made and it was good. There was nothing else to create. It was complete. Creation was complete. That was the rest. He rested from creating anything else. There was no need for anything else to be created. He wasn't tired. If he wanted to create something else, he would have just did it. He would have just said it. God doesn't get tired. That's right. And God saw everything that would ever happen in our lives. And then he went back and he created all this. Nothing that we are going through, nothing that we've ever went through, nothing that we will go through in the future is a surprise unto him. Can we give God some praise that he knows what he's doing in our lives this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So now I want to just, we got to receive what um, God has already Done. We got what does it mean to rest in Jesus? And I'm not going to really get into that this morning. I'm not going to get into that this morning because that's a whole other message in itself. But I just want to prepare you for what is coming.
Okay, because we want to, anybody want to enter into the rest of the Lord? His rest that he created for us. And see, that is why he created what is called the Sabbath. Anybody know what day the Sabbath is? Shout it out. Yeah, that's right. Saturday is the Sabbath. And that has never changed. Saturday will always be the Sabbath. Praise God. But there's some things that we will learn in regards to the Sabbath. Praise God. And why God made that day of rest for us. And what it really means to rest in the Lord. Anybody want to know what that means? Anybody want to really enter into his rest? Anybody want to stay in that presence of rest? Praise God. So we'll get into that another day. In the beginning of this message, I mentioned this. If you like the fruit, you got to accept the root. What is the common root of everything that we like? Do we like what we've heard this morning? Do we like, praise God, the fruit of the Spirit this morning? What is the, what is the common root of the fruit of the Spirit? Can somebody say Jesus? Any, we just celebrated resurrection not too long, a couple Sundays ago. And Jesus came and he died for our sins so that we could have salvation. Salvation then is a fruit. Anybody want the fruit of salvation? What is the root of salvation? Amen. Anybody want all of the fruit of the Spirit? Let me name them. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, which is also patience. Gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness and temperance. Anybody want all those things this morning? That is what's called the fruit of the Spirit. So if you want the fruit, you got to accept the root. And what is the root of all of those things? Jesus. Praise God. And so then Jesus gave his life so that we might all have life and life more abundantly. But if he had just died on the cross, would we have life? No. But he rose from the grave. Praise God. And he ascended unto the Father. Praise God. And before he ascended, he said that I'm going to send back to you the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Which will lead and guide you into all truth. Which will give you power. So if we, anybody want the power of God? Does God want you to have his power? Yes, he does. So if we want the power of God, that means we want the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit comes to dwell where at? Inside of us. So if we want the fruit, which is the Holy Spirit, we got to accept the root. And what is the root of the Holy Spirit? Jesus. 
See, there is, that is the common root of everything that we truly desire. Jesus. See, we want the fruit, and some people will just try and get the fruit, try and pluck the fruit. They want the love, they want the joy, they want the peace. They want to have faith. They want to have hope. They want to have godliness. They want to have all of the uh, temperance that they, the control in their lives. They want the fruit, but they don't want the root. Uh huh. They want to try to get through life with just the fruit, but they got to accept the root before they can have the fruit. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? You got to accept the root before you can produce the fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Salvation is also considered to be a gift. The fruit of the Spirit, praise God. They are also gifts. The Holy Spirit is a gift given freely. And who likes receiving gifts? I certainly do. Birthday time, Christmas time, different holidays associated where people are going to give me a gift, I will accept it with gladness. Just because you love me, a special gift, praise God, I had to learn this lesson that I just receive it and stop saying, no, no, that's okay. No, just receive the gift. Praise God and say thank you very much. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. Praise God, just receive the gift. So if we want to receive the gift. Before we can receive the gift, we got to receive the giver. Yes, Lord. Amen. Let me tell you the kind of gift that I don't want to receive. The kind of gift that comes as a bride. Because there will, peop- there will, will come into your life people who will try and bribe you with gifts uh-huh. to do things their uh-huh. way. Yes. To say things that they want you to say. You can keep yes. that gift. Keep it. You can I keep do. that gift, praise God. Uh-huh. But see, I want to receive the giver. Praise God. See, because when someone gives me a gift, I want to be able to receive it, that they are giving it with the right reasons behind it. With the right reasons behind it. See, the giver, hallelujah. (laughs) The giver of all of these good things has all the right reasons behind it. He has everything in proper order. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when he's given out salvation, I want to receive it with gladness in my heart. When he's given out the fruit of the Spirit, 
Hallelujah. He's given it for every right reason. Praise God. And I just want to open up and receive it. When he's given the Holy Spirit, praise God. I thank him that he has decided to give it to me. Thank you, Jesus. I want to receive the giver before I receive the gift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. The Bible says that children are a gift <laughs> from the Lord. Yes. Amen. How many of you love your children here this morning? <laughs> Praise God. Aren't you glad that the giver caused you to be fruitful and multiply? Hallelujah. We receive the giver before we can receive the gift. Thank you, Jesus. See, so many people, they don't understand that they're already being blessed by God just because of the order that he put things in. And we, we, hallelujah, being called of God, hallelujah, recognizing these things, we will go ahead and thank God for them. Hallelujah. They don't want to give him any praise. They don't want to give him any thanks. We will go ahead and give thanks and praise for them anyhow. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I just went through a very short list of fruit. Praise God. That <laughs> of fruit that we like. Is there any other kind of fruit? Any other kind of things that you can think of? Praise God. That you'd like to see in your life. Anybody, I'll throw this question out to the congregation this morning. Brother James. Amen. Praise God. And I'm so glad you said that, my brother, because forgiveness, the fruit of forgiveness, we got to go right back to the root. In order for us to forgive properly, in order for us to really truly get out of that room of unforgiveness we take it right back to the root of Jesus hallelujah and the way that he forgave us amen when we take it right back to the root then we are able then to start producing that fruit of forgiveness in our own lives even a lot of times what we do even with unforgiveness we hold ourselves hostage Captive, prisoner, in chains, bound by ourselves because we will not forgive. Oh my God. Forgiveness. And we take it, we got to accept the root of forgiveness, even for ourselves, because we'll hold things against ourselves, even. Praise God. Anybody else? Sister Maxine. 
unity in the body of Christ. I'm going to take it to the body of Christ, not churches, because the body of Christ, there's individuals all over the place in different churches that are part of the body of Christ. We need to be united. Okay, so we want the fruit of unity. We got to take it right back to the root. In God, there is but one. Unity in Christ Jesus. Unity in the body of Christ. There is but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Maxine. Brother James? That's right. Amen. Sister Rose? All right. Respect. Praise God. And so we want the fruit of respect. Anybody want to be respected? Yes. Yes. Who can go back to when they were younger kids? And didn't you respect your elders? Oh, yes. Sister Rose? Yes. Go ahead then. All right. Respect for respect for life. Respect for life in general, praise God. Respect one for another. And you know what? The way to get back to that, because that is a fruit. Respect is a fruit. Reverence. Reverencing one another in the life that we have. And different places, they, they look in different countries and everything. They've been taught differently. And they put a, a, a different weight upon life. But when we take it right back to the root, amen. And we look at the way that Jesus looks at life. Does Jesus have respect for life? Amen. Amen. See, when we take it right back to the root, we are without excuse. We begin to understand and put it in the right context. It's because man takes things out of context and then he tries to make different laws. In, oh, we're going to get into that at another time. But when we take it back to the root, we got to accept the root, then we get to produce the fruit. Amen. Anyone else? Adam. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And that is a fruit. Witness. The fruit of witness. Woo! Glory. That powerful witness. And see, that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. It gives us that power to witness. It, gives, it leads us into all truth. Some people think that just speaking in tongues... 
is evidence that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. That's only one evidence. That's just one. Praise God. But see, the power to witness, that is evidence as well. Amen. Righteous living, that is evidence. And commitment, that is evidence as well. Being led and wanting to be led by the Holy Spirit, that is witness. Yes. Praise God. Opportunity, he said. It's an opportunity. Can we... I mean, that is a fruit when you see, because some people think, oh, I don't have anybody to witness to. Open your eyes to opportunity. Amen. Open your eyes to opportunity. Brother Mike. The love of God. Praise God. Truly. Truly a fruit. And you got to take it right back to the root. And he did. <laughs> Not the love of man, but he said the love of God. Take it right back to the fruit. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and conclude. You know, there's things that we want to produce and manifest in this physical world, but we got to take it to the spirit first. Amen. We take it spiritually because none of those things in creation existed except in the mind of God, firstly. That's where they existed. There was no evidence of any of this. It was just darkness. Darkness covered the face of the deep. The earth was void and without form. But it was just darkness. But then there was the mind of God where everything already existed. See, in your mind, there's all these things that already exist as well. Praise God. They exist as well. I'm working on some other things, you know, also in, in helping us in our prayer life. Anybody want a deeper, richer, more producing prayer life? Praise God. All right. God is blessing us. <laughs> God is blessing us. Praise the Lord. Just a moment, brother. We have to receive what Jesus has already done. What he's already done. Amen. He had already provided everything that man was going to need before man even showed up. <laughs> before man even showed up on the face of the scene, everything that he was ever going to need was already there. Man got hungry. Man did not have to say, oh, Lord, I'm so hungry. What am I going to eat? He had already produced all the herbs of the field for him to eat. <laughs> oh, I'm cold. There's the light for you. Yeah. And even when man sinned, God made him some clothes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Amen. Praise God. In saying that this morning, if you have clothes and you need to go somewhere, how many of y'all put clothes on? All of you, praise God, because you, you, <laughs> because you came to church this morning clothed, and I'm so thankful. <laughs> God knew everything that we would need before the need arose. 
He knew we were going to need clothes. It was no shock to him that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. That's right. (laughs) Can you imagine if he would have had to then go and create animals after that? But they were already there. God already knew. See, God knows everything that you are going through. Don't ever think that he doesn't. Don't ever think that he doesn't. And he has already made a way where there seemingly is no way. Praise God. He has already provided. Praise the Lord. Brother James, you had something to add. Fear. Praise God. And Amen. And the fear of the Lord, praise God, is so necessary. That is where wisdom comes from. And so wisdom, praise God, is something that we, a fruit that we want to produce, right? We take it right back to the root. Is, do we serve a wise God? Amen. He's all wisdom, praise the Lord. I'm going to conclude the message this morning. We got to receive what Jesus has already done. So if you agree, anybody agree with the message that was brought forth this morning? Praise the Lord. Amen. This is something that I believe, um, you know, some may have felt this morning, the calling of God, the drawing of God. Praise the Lord. And I want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus. Now, when I say these things, right, as I'm concluding, and this is talking about receiving Jesus as your Savior, we got to do it personally, individually. Personally, individually. Praise God. And see, the Bible says that when we receive Jesus as our Savior, that we are saved. Now, when you say that, You're saying that in faith, right? In faith. Because you didn't just, you didn't just decide on your own. Praise God that I'm going to do this. But now your faith has been increased that you want Jesus as your savior. But see, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And faith without works is dead. Faith will cause you to put some action behind what you have faith in. So as we get ready to say what we're going to say in as far as accepting Jesus as your Savior, you're going to put some faith behind it later on, and you're going to get baptized in Jesus' name. And Jesus said that he will fill you with his Holy Spirit. Praise God. That's another thing that you do in faith. He's not going to force you to open your mouth and speak in tongues. Nobody forces you to uh, open your mouth and put food in. You do that willingly when you get hungry, don't you? You open your mouth. Nobody forces you to say anything when you decide to say something. When someone asks you, what is your name? Most times people reply. I've had some people not reply before. That's why I said most times people do reply. 
But when someone asks you, you don't have to tell them what your name is. Someone asks you how you're doing, you don't have to respond. But see, when you decide to respond to the gift of the Holy Spirit, it is you that decides to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. And you might sound like a little uh, baby just learning how to talk at first. Because we all go through it learning how to talk, don't we? Babies start trying to say things like mama, dad, dad. And those are the first words that they usually utter. Sister Lois said, gaga, goo, goo. And yeah, they go through that too. Trying to say different words that you're trying to get them to say. It is a learning process. It is a learning process, and that's why the Holy Spirit comes to lead and guide us in all truth. See, we're leaving too many blessings on the table by not being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're leaving too many blessings on the table by not speaking in tongues. We got to go back to the Word of God. We want these things. We want the fruit. We got to accept the root. Amen. We want the fruit. We got <laughs> to take the root. Praise the Lord. So, those of you who agree with what I am getting ready to say, and you want to receive Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to just repeat after me. Father, and you can repeat this even if you uh, have already done it. Father, I'm sorry for my sin. I believe, Jesus, you died to forgive me of my sin. Right now, in front of these witnesses, I receive that forgiveness. Jesus, I make you my Lord, my Savior, my comforter, my joy, my fruit, <laughs> my root. I believe that you are alive that you now live in me I am saved I am forgiven right now from this day forward in Jesus name Amen 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 Praise God let me tell you, those of you who for the first time have ever done that, praise God, can you raise your hand? Be honest, just raise your hand. Praise the Lord if you have done it for the first time. Praise God. And I, let's just give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your journey has just begun. Amen. Your walk with God. Now, you are saved. But now through your faith in your salvation, you will begin to do works of faith. You will follow through with getting baptized, submersed in water in Jesus' name. 
Praise God. You will desire the fruit of the Holy Spirit. With that, you will desire to want to speak in tongues. Because I'm telling you, you do not want to leave any of the gifts on the table. But you want to use them because they are going to produce things in your life that this world needs coming from you. Praise God. With that, I conclude this morning... We sang that song right in the beginning. Great is thy faithfulness. Praise God. And part of that says. Morning by morning. New mercies. I see. All I have needed. Thy hand. Hath provided. <laughs> I believe Adam and Eve could say that. And without a doubt, we can say it today. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Let us stand. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Sister Charlene, would you come? Thank you, Lord. Sister Charlene is going to come and dismiss us in prayer this morning. Praise God. Thank you all here today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can go without saying praise the Lord. I have to give him the honor, the glory, and the praise at all times. And we thank him for his, for the word from our pastor, full of care as he tell us to cast our cares upon him. He cares for us and he'll continue doing that. And then we can ask him and his word tells us to order our steps in thy words and let not any iniquity have dominion over us as the pastor talked about the dominion we have over the animals we are of royalty we are god's people we're his children he loves us and we ought to love him and yes love when we have that fruit of the love for god then we can begin to love each other i cannot say i don't love anybody because i love god so I love all of you here, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, so Father Jesus. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Thank as we you, come Lord. before you on this morning, Lord Jesus, thanking you for your word, allowing us yes. to be here, to hear that full of care. You are full of care. You created everything and everyone with care and with love. You knew everything from the beginning. Everything that happens to each and every last one of us is not of our own doing, but it's already been done by you. You already knew that it was supposed to take place. So we say thank you God don't complain thank you father God because if it weren't for you I wouldn't be standing here right now everything I love you for my past because my past is why I'm here today I can say there's a difference in me today father God because of you teaching me bringing me leading me guiding me you give me the comfort each and every day Lord I thank you for each and every last one of us that's in your presence for the ones that's not here those that's not 
the ones online, the ones that's not able to be here in the house of worship that's usually here, you know the reason why you will and when they do come. My God, they miss out, some of them, some of them online, but they miss that word and to be here fellowshipping with each and every last one of us. We thank you, Father God, that as we leave, as we go today, you go with us. You don't stay here. You're with us in our hearts each and every day. So being in your presence, my God, is where I want to be at all times. I need you in my life each and every day, 24-7, my God. Bless us as we go our separate ways. Let us have safe traveling mercies, highways, side streets, by streets, and all those streets that's going to lead to our destination, letting us arrive there safely without any hurt, harm, and danger. In Jesus' name, bless us on this week. Thy will be done. Cover us with your blood. Amen and amen again. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.